Would you like to be happier? Would you like to have a stronger marriage? Would you enjoy having a better relationship with your children, your parents, your siblings, your friends, the people that you work with? Wouldn't we all? In a world where we have everything at our fingertips, have more wealth than can be imagined, and are protected by many devices, God has been replaced. People are experiencing loneliness, stress, depression, and a host of many other mental illnesses. The temperature of the world continues to rise as people try to figure out what to do about climate change. Crime continues to rise as people spread further and further apart to keep themselves from harm. What if the answer to all these concerns is God? Join me on this podcast as I journey through a passage that has shaped the life of my wife and me. Psalm 127. This passage holds the keys to what ails the world. I absolutely believe it. Join me in this podcast as we journey together talking about life, love, work, play, all of it, just to figure out if God is really the most important thing in our lives. Good morning, and welcome to Unless the Lord, a podcast about living life for the Lord. I'm your host, Alan Getty, and today I have, well, I wanted to talk to you guys about something. So this week, we're driving down the road, and um, we live kind of outside of town, although not, I mean, not that far that you would, but we live in Roswell, New Mexico, so we live pretty far from a lot of things. And we're driving down the road, and my daughter goes, look at that, Dad. And I said, what? She goes, there was a coyote back there. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not anything new. She goes, no, it was like hanging on the fence. So I turned around, because that's worth seeing. And I turned around, and I go back. I drive back around, and sure enough, there was a coyote in perfect condition, other than the fact that it was hanging and impaled on the T-post of a fence. If you don't know what a T-post is, it's what we drive into the ground and then you wrap the fence around. Just You just, it's really easy to make a fence with T-posts. <clears throat> um, and I thought, well, that's interesting. So um, it stayed up for a couple of days and then fell off, I think, a few days later. And it just really got me thinking about something. Um, and there's no telling why this animal was impaled. Um, I, when I talked to somebody else about it, they said, well, sometimes ranchers will put them on a post. If they're having problems with them, it'll keep them away. I don't know if that's true, but what it looked like to me was this animal was, and coyotes are pretty fast, was running, went to jump the fence and missed and just... And I've seen that before with other animals. You know, deer get caught up in fence. But this was interesting. And it really made me think, What? <laughs> how often do we, do I, get moving so fast that I forget to look before I leap? And look before you leap is, is not a proverb that is biblical or anything like that. Although there are a lot of Bible verses, proverbs, things like that, that really do um, kind of say these kind of things. If you look at 
um, Ecclesiastes 10, 8 through 10. Um, <clears throat> it says, uh, or yeah, First Peter, First Peter. It says, um, you know, basically like, hey, check, watch out. You don't know what's around the corner. Um, Ecclesiastes five two says, um, I love it because it says. Don't make rash promises. In other words, don't do something without thinking about it. Um, Proverbs 13, 16 um, also has some some truth to it. Um, Every man must choose the basis for his thoughts and choices in life. Fools operate on make-believe world in their own opinions and speculations. And their folly is visible to all. Wise men prudently choose knowledge for all their thinking, speaking, and actions. So guys, I guess what I'm, what I'm asking today is <clears throat> how often have you or I gotten into a situation where we have decided this is the decision we're going to make and we make the decision and we wish we hadn't made it in a hurry going really fast making some decisions along the way and and we end up impaling ourselves in a situation that we can't get out of you know i guess you could there's several ways you could look at this how many times has have people put themselves in a financial situation because they buy a car they shouldn't buy they uh, spend money on a credit card they take a they take a trip they shouldn't have taken all of those things are what I would consider situations where you're you're moving at a at a speed that possibly you shouldn't be moving at and boom and one of the things I love about uh, God is God moves so slow Um I think about I can think of several stories where um, God doesn't do something because he he's he's it, the way the Bible says it he's thought it through right when you look at um, Sodom and Gomorrah for instance and God is talking to Moses and and he goes I'm going to destroy Sodom or Gomorrah and Moses is like but what if what if there's one righteous person? What if there's, you know, 10 righteous people and and God allows Lot and his wife and his family to leave? He still destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, but it took thought. It took the idea was that it was it was not something he just did. Um, and And I think that there's a lot of stories and things in the Bible that we can go back to and we can go, well, they, they took their time. They thought things through. So I wanted to talk about that today. I wanted to just sort of, um, sort of think about the idea of how do we make sure we are doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord so that our decisions are not decisions that are made in haste. We're not impaled on something. We're not stuck because we made a decision. Um, 
here's a hunting story I think that that works. So a few years ago we were, I was uh, on a bow hunt for elk, and um, I had found this new place to go. I was really really excited about it, and it was going to be really really hot. It was September first or something like that, um, and so I got up really early, and we. I hoofed it up and I found this spot and I got up really far up in there and it was quiet walking in. It was perfect. The wind was light. It was beautiful morning. And I'm walking into this spot and there's a bear over to my left. Made me really excited. I always love seeing bears in the woods. And I just sort of sat in this little meadow and was just kind of sitting there and relaxing and listening to the birds. And This year had been really, really dry. And so I was looking at the spring and uh, knew the spring was up there and thought, man, this would be a good spot that, that elk would be hanging around because there's going to be food, there's going to be water. So I decided to go hang out there. And I was sitting there for a while, maybe 20 minutes, and uh, I decided I was going to um, let out a bugle, which a bugle is a sound that elk make um, in the rut. And so they communicate that they're a bull. Uh, cows will communicate without a bugle. They call that a mew. <clears throat> and I let out a bugle and another bull bugled back. And instantly I got really excited because normally um, this early in the in September, they're not bugling, and this bull bugled right back just instantly. And I was like, ho, 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 ho. So I got excited, so I started going up the road a little. And uh, this is one of those moments, and this is not where I impaled myself, but when you're hunting, when you're doing something like this, there's always two options. One option is you stay right where you are. You try and get that elk to move towards you. The other option is, and in September, a lot of times they are not moving towards you. They're not coming to see who you are or if you're in their territory. They'll just sit up there and, and bugle at you. But he was so close. <clears throat> and I, I waited and it didn't sound like he was moving. <clears throat> so I started walking towards him. Slowly had the wind in my face. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat. There was something in there. And I start walking up that road. And I get up there and I feel like, man, I'm, I'm pretty close. And I look over to my left and there he was standing there looking at me and off he goes. And as I thought back to that situation and I think back to what I did, the, I was moving really fast to get closer. I was not moving slow enough. I was not thinking it through. And so I didn't get the chance at that elk. And it's it's one of those things where when you're when you're hunting, you kind of do things without you're not patient enough. So I use that story to say there are always several moments in our life where we, I think, have decisions to make. <clears throat> Sometimes we have to make quick decisions, but many times the decisions that we make can be thought out can be um, really put into this system 
a system for making decisions that I think is biblical. So let's, let me share how you can slow down and make decisions that will, that you'll be able to know that this decision will not leave you impaled. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing <clears throat> is this is first of all, look at the decision you need to make. Is that decision something that has to be made quickly or does it need to be, can it wait? And I think it's important because there are decisions that obviously have to be made quickly. Um, most of them are are right now decisions and you know what those are, right? Like if you're driving down the road and there's an animal in the road, you, you can turn left, you can turn right, you can push on your brakes. That's a quick decision. There's nothing you can do about that. <clears throat> However, if you're, driving 90 down a road and an animal steps in front of you, then you've already made a bad decision. So you're, you're in the consequence of that. But here's, I digress. So here's my, here's my thought. Um, first, is it a decision that, that can wait? Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is if you have a decision that pops up, is it a decision that can wait? I like to use car sales in this. Um, when I was selling cars, uh, way, way back in the day, there was a family that came in and they needed new floor mats. And I said to them as a car salesman, well, floor mats, do you know, floor mats are going to cost you 20 bucks. Have you thought about getting a new car? Because if you need floor mats, you clearly, your engine is older and, and I, went on a rant this I ended up selling a car to this couple who didn't need the car in fact it was so clear they didn't need a car but but I sold a car to them they made the decision to buy the car and it was one of those decisions that um, well there's more to the story but let me just put it to you this way they made the decision to buy the car. The next morning I showed up to work, the car was back. They'd had buyer's remorse. Now, <clears throat> luckily they could bring it back, but here's the situation is that I was able to sell them on the fact that floor mats were not as good as a new car and put them in a monthly payment, do all that. So um, it's it's highly unlikely that buying something is a quick decision. So so anytime you're looking to buy something, it's not a quick decision unless you're buying food. So when I when I think about decisions, I think about asking that question like is this a decision that needs to be made today? Is it a quick decision? And I would tell you that many of our decisions are, do not need to be quick decisions. So there's that. Is it does it need to be a quick decision? And if it doesn't, <clears throat> what's the timeline on this decision? Let's not be hasty. Let's look through everything. Second is to look at all of the factors of whether or not this is a good decision or a bad decision and really sit down and go through that process. You know, um, is, it, is it time to move on from your job? Well, obviously that's not a quick decision. That's why 
in ministry, we say never make a, never write a resignation letter on Monday because Sunday was bad, so you're resigning. So, um, you know, is it time to leave your current position? And if it is, then we include everybody in that. We make that we look at all the decisions and we make a decision based on on knowledge and and what we know is right, what we know is good. So, first of all, is it something that needs to, is it a decision that needs to be made quickly? Second, <clears throat> looking at all of the factors in that decision. And I know this sounds weird being that I'm going to say this is the third. It should be a constant thing throughout the decision-making process, but prayer. So you, is it a fast decision? What are all the factors that go into making this decision? And praying. And the reason I put it third is I know it's probably should be first and should be second. And it should kind of roll throughout everything. But the reason I put it third is because <clears throat> I have heard so many people in my life say, well, I prayed about it, so therefore. I'm like, so wait, and this is going to sound sarcastic, maybe would be the term I would use when I say, I want to look at them and I want to go, so wait, you prayed about leaving your wife and God said, leave your wife. And so there you go. <laughs> like that, that doesn't work. Right, it doesn't work because that's not that is that just there's no way that's how that decision got made. God did not tell you to leave your wife. <clears throat> God did not tell a couple to get a divorce. God did not tell uh, you know what I'm saying that ugh, just irks me to no end. But if you make that decision, and I I don't know anybody who made the decision to get divorced quick, but they've made it hasty, and man, they're impaled. It's terrible. So, okay, so here you go. Is the decision something that needs to be made in haste? Is it a quick decision that needs to be made? If it is, you've got to make the decision. I think you pray through it. I think you go right quick. If it's not a decision that needs to be made quickly, are you including all the decision makers? Are you including all of the factors into making that decision so that <clears throat> when you make it, you're going to be okay with that decision. You know, if it's time to buy a new car, if it's time to buy a bigger house, if it, whatever that decision is, are you putting all the decision makers in the room? You're sitting there, you're talking, you're having a discussion and you're coming up with a good, and then pray about it. Let's say you sit down and you come up and you're like, this is going to work. This is a great idea. Then you pray. And, and you pray, you ask God, hey, Lord, we're looking at this. We think this is a good decision. Lord, we would like for you to, to tell us anything that might get in the way of making this a good decision. Please be clear. Please put up a roadblock, whatever you need to do, Lord, if it's not supposed to happen. Now, the fourth thing is this. And so this is this is probably, it's, I would say prayer is the most important, but the fourth thing is this, because it's going to come from prayer. If you've done one and you've done two and you've done three and you get to the fourth and it's like, okay, it's time to make the decision. Um, 
and there is a roadblock. Like God puts up a clear roadblock. <laughs> don't push the road. Don't jump over the roadblock. Don't shove it aside. Don't blow it up with a bomb. Listen, pay good attention because if there's a roadblock there, then that is God sharing with you after you've gone through all of everything else going, there's something you're missing. Please don't make this decision right now. I do not want you to impel yourself. <clears throat> Guys, I think when it comes to decision making in life, there are so many things that can get in the way of a good decision. But the one thing I know for sure is that if you're moving at the speed of light and your pace is going so fast that you make decisions on the fly and you continue to make those decisions, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to impale yourself and you're going to be stuck in a situation you don't want to be stuck in. And once you're in that situation, it's really hard to get out. So guys, let's not be impaled. Let's go ahead and use the old proverb, not biblical. Look before you leap. Make sure you're asking the questions, doing the right thing, and praying to God before you make decisions so that you know you won't get impaled in the process. All right, guys. Talk to you next week.